This is TV8 My Dinner, a podcast about entertainment issues brought to you by DarkCrazy.com. Knight Rider, a shadowy flight into the dangerous world of a man who does not exist. You're listening to TV Ate My Dinner. My name is Sean. I'm sitting here with Brooks and Greg. Hey, y'all. Hey, how's it going? How's it going? It's going well. I really dig this Knight Rider theme, and I'm upset that rappers have not made what I would consider a good use of this yet. Now, I've heard it in several rap songs, but they're never that good. They're never good rap songs. You know what I mean? This is one of those things well, that would be a perfect Well, because if you're good, you don't song. have to like rip off some 1980s TV theme. I'm just saying that this theme lends itself really well to that, and it's not been done properly yet. But I do agree. I do enjoy the Knight Rider theme because it's so simple. It's just a beat, and a guy comes up and goes, Knight Rider. A man with a crazy white boy afro. <laughs> like, he can say anything in the world. It's just awesome. It's like, boom, 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 boom. Well, in case you haven't figured it out yet, we're going to talk a little bit about Knight Rider tonight. We're going to cover the entire Knight Rider oeuvre. The phenomenon. The filmography. The Knight Rider phenomena. <laughs> the cultural phenomenon that is Knight Rider. The unstoppable pop culture juggernaut. That is Michael Knight. And his Trans Am. A shadowy flight into the dangerous world of a man who does not exist. Yeah, and that doesn't really... <laughs> you know what that really is? If you Knight Rider is sort of like a, a low-grade knockoff of the Destroyer. Yeah, except there's a car. Well, that's that's the innovation. But the whole concept that they just take him and give him a new face and like make him part of this crime-fighting team for no reason. What I didn't understand about Michael Knight... Now, the Destroyer could do all kinds of cool stuff. But Michael Knight, what exactly can he do? The car pretty much does everything. Why did they recycle him at all? Couldn't you just hire a professional driver? You don't even need a driver because the car drives itself. Yeah. Yeah, Michael Knight's pretty much, he's pretty much useless. Well, somebody's got to get out and kick ass. Why? Why would you need anyone ever leave the car? Like, Michael, all you really need is a guy to just gas up. The only thing he can do is flirt with the ladies, which he does every episode. (laughs) And that's pretty much it. Which, why wouldn't you if you had a car like that? But really, again, Kit's really coming out as the one who's who's holding the water. Well, he's obviously the star of the show. I mean, people think Hasselhoff is the reason people watch Knight Rider. <laughs> no, 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 no. In in favor, though, Knight Rider has tried, and I guess we'll talk about this a little bit tonight, but Knight Rider ha- has had many incarnations, and the only ones that ever came close to working was with the Hoff. And of course, folks, the reason why we're talking about this at all is because there is a new Knight Rider TV movie coming out, which will probably serve as a pilot for a series if it if it gets good ratings. Yeah. Now, was this thing written, I guess, a long time ago before the writer's strike and all of that? I'm sure it was written before the writer's strike. Or was it made after that and it has no actual script? I'm thinking <laughs> the latter. They might be holding on to it to shoot with if the writer's strike continues. They're like, we'll just let roll. We'll just grab a car and go. <laughs> just drive around the desert a little. Yeah. Who cares? When the writers come back, we'll overdub something as a voiceover. Of course, this new Knight Rider is very controversial because it's... Not a Pontiac, apparently. It's a Ford Mustang this time. Even that is controversial, because I was telling Sean that you told me that. But I I looked online to find pictures of this car, and the only pictures I could find were not a Mustang. 
There's some kind of Pontiac looking car. I don't know what it is, but if you go to TV at my dinner, you'll see, I've already put it up. You could see a picture of that. I found supposed to be the new Knight Rider car. Yeah, this is, this is from the official poster. It's got the little release date and everything on it. So it's not a Mustang or at least it doesn't look like a Mustang I've seen. And it's pretty sexy. It is a hot car. It's a hot little ride. Not as hot as a Scion. Something smooth to put your junk on. (laughs) Whoa. We're not going to fall for a banana in the tailpipe. But before we get into the Knight Rider stuff, I saw a couple movies. I finally saw Black Sheep. Oh, yeah, I like that Which I've been meaning to watch forever. Yeah, the Chris Farley movie? Exactly, him. No, I'm not talking about the Chris Farley movie. Where he's putting in his pants. The New Zealand movie, uh, Black Sheep, where they're doing genetic testing on sheep, I guess, to improve their... I don't know their sheep capacity, <laughs> and they make, they make killer sheep. It's awesome, and they turn into killer sheep that when they bite people turn into werewolf <laughs> were sheep. Oh it's, my lord! It's so and there's it's so cool. many great gags where they just have these sinister shots of sheep coming at them. <laughs> yeah. I love when they're coming over the hill and you hear the <laughs> when you look on there's a million sheep pouring over, there and you're supposed to be scared of them. Awesome. It's so they're so cute. <laughs> it is the greatest thing in the world, man. Someone got the someone got the right idea on that one. So I recommend you guys check that out. Black Sheep. It's a New Zealand horror movie. Not the Chris Farley one, which is also fun. You really can't go wrong with either Black Sheep, so Yeah, I don't think in the Chris Farley one anybody gets his 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 unit bit off. Yeah. Which happens rather graphically. <laughs> and there's a great moment where it's just like, oh, whoa. Like you're like yeah that's cool. oh like it just goes from bad to worse yeah that that one is a bit much <laughs> only because it holds on for so long like hey woohoo I also saw um uh I like forcing Brooks to change the subject uncomfortably because I was like I also saw oh God help me I saw something Stardust Stardust I also saw Stardust you know I liked this movie which I. I liked this. I thought it was all right. It's got a little bit of Princess Bride sort of that sort of movie. I keep hearing that though, and I didn't see that. Everyone was telling me well, that. Everyone, even people that didn't know each other, they were all saying that same thing. And I was like, "Well, I don't see well, it." Well, I think it's a goofy fairy tale kind of movie. You know, it's a fantasy, but told in sort of a cheeky way. I yeah. suppose a little, a little gayer than than Princess Bride. It's a good movie. I got a little upset at, at Gaiman because I was watching the behind the scenes, and he's like. This idea came to me when I was in the uh, vacationing in Wales or whatever, and I saw this ancient wall, and I thought, what if on the other side of that wall was fairy, and the only thing dividing the villages from that was this wall? Like, that's a completely original idea. I was like, that's the King of Elfland's daughter, man. That's that's exactly what it is, and he's acting like he made this up. I got a little miffed about that for some reason. The only thing I like, in King of Elfland's daughter, though, there's no wall at all. What's creepy about it is that nothing physical separates the two worlds it's just that the people who live on the border which is actually made of twilight the people who live on the border just don't think about it at all because if you were if you cast your gaze towards elfland it'll just suck you in completely so when he's going there he finds all these people that live there and he keeps asking what's there and they're just like uh, nothing well to me that's a much more mature and realistic and interesting way of looking at it whereas in the movie it's just this old man is guarding the wall and we're supposed to believe that no one has ever crossed that wall except for this one guy well because that's the fairy tale element you know that's the way fairy tales are told and I think that that makes it work and did you notice at the you know supposedly you're not allowed to cross the wall 
No one really says why, but you're not allowed to cross the wall. And yet at the very end, he, he goes out of his way to invite that girl he used to like and that dude that used to pick on him to his wedding. Oh, yeah. It's like, why are they allowed to cross the wall all of a sudden? Just just for spite? Just so you could show off, basically? <laughs> just show how awesome things turned out. Very kingly of you. <laughs> like, hold on. I got I to gotta go do something to my ex-girlfriend from high school. Yeah. I got to break one of the primary laws of our land so I can <laughs> rub it in. Against this girl that I have used to, to violate our country's prime directive, so I can show up the girl who never loved me. That's also makes it a fantasy <laughs> because it's not complete until that happens. But it was cute. I enjoyed it. I, I I recommend it. I mean, it's fun. It's a good renter. You know, a lot of fantasy movies I don't think are probably appropriate to take a date or something to. But yeah, <laughs> this I think if you if not not only appropriate, it's a it's impossible to get a date. To get <laughs> Because well, you would think, not get laid. But after. this is a movie that, it, I mean, given well, – let's we're saying this is a girl that's already with you, so she's got to have some tolerance for that sort of crap. So you could probably get her to watch this one. It's sort of like a knight's tale, you know. You can get them to watch that. Yeah, they've finally released a, a lot of trailers for that Cloverfield movie. Yeah, and I think Greg Greg nailed it. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a good movie from the look of it, but you were saying it looked like a Godzilla-type thing. And I think that's what, exactly what it is. I haven't seen any shot of a monster of any kind no. yet. Well, they're not going to show you the monster. And I'm not even sure if they would show it in the movie itself, but obviously that's... So how do we know that it's a monster or not like a UFO attack? Well, there's something? a lot of sort of what ambiguous scenes where you hear like this deafening roar, and I swear there's a scene that it looks like you almost see a leg of something. I don't understand why in this movie they didn't have a title for so long, and then when they pop it on you, it's... Cloverfield. Well, I wonder that's, if that's what they came up with after all this time. I know. I wonder if they, they knew that was going to be the name of the movie, but they thought it'd be better to just sort of have nothing because it did sort of work to generate buzz. Or I wonder, you know, if they didn't have a working title for so long and this was the this was like the best they could do. Well, apparently Cloverfield is because just based on the previews that I've seen of it is is the code name for what, you know, like the military code name for whatever it is. That attacks New York. Right. Which has got to be some kind of monster because they keep saying something attacked the city. Like, you wouldn't yeah. say that if, like, somebody's carpet bombing New York. You would say something attacked the city. And while I'm at it, why New York? Is there not another city that deserves to get destroyed on this earth? <laughs> Every movie destroys it's New so York. It's so iconic. I wonder, though, if there's something more to that in that, like, this may have its basis in sort of a 9-11 concept where... Perhaps. You know, they wanted to do something that was genre, but they wanted to do something that would resonate. The idea of seeing something destroy New York has a real, has a, you know, a real sensibility. But this goes back before 9-11. Disaster movies always happen in New York, pretty much. Well, because seeing the Statue of Liberty's head knocked off is pretty dramatic. Yeah. Like, what is it, the, the day after tomorrow where they show it, like, jutting out of the ice? That goes back to Planet of the Apes, man. They're the ones who did it. Yeah, they made they made the destruction of the Statue of Liberty like the the core of the emotional terror of the American people. But really, couldn't it have been um, if you're not going to show the Statue of Liberty? Couldn't it have been Chicago Could be or something city. like that? It's, but it's not as well known. LA, I mean, that'd be know. like you know them blowing up Phillips Arena or something. Nobody really cares. Just the Empire State <laughs> Building. I mean, yeah, there's just an, how many other big buildings do people recognize? It's that, just really? yeah, you. Get, 
I remember one time I was writing a, a story about how a giant panda go, wrecks St. Louis, and there's like a scene where it's tearing down the arch. You know, it's like the, the, every city has its its landmarks, but only New York has the real the the ones that resonate with people. It's like you could say, "Oh, this is that city," and the same thing, you know, when you see them tearing down the Hollywood sign, that's not a landmark that people think, "Oh, that speaks to Americana." But with with New York, New York is America. As a city, New York is America. But yeah, I mean, I know I know what you mean, Brooks. I mean, it does seem like uh, everything horrible in the world happens to New York. I actually wonder how New Yorkers feel about it. It's New York centric, you know? is what it is. I bet they love it because oh yeah, a New Yorker probably feels well, anything worth happening will happen here. Absolutely, if it happens anywhere as else. A, it doesn't count as a cultural mecca, as a social center. They, I'm sure that they they fully believe that. And the media backs them up. Well, well, history has backed them up <laughs> in some cases. Well, I mean, because, you know, life imitates art. You know, if you watch a million movies about people destroying New York, what city are you going to want to attack if you want to attack the heart of the American people? Yeah. Denver? Yeah. Let's go to Des Moines. <laughs> They're like, well, what, when that what is like the <laughs> Oklahoma City, when that happened, everyone's like, what? Oklahoma City? Yeah, it didn't really quite resonate. Oklahoma the, has cities. The way 9-11 did. Of course, 9-11 was much more of a monumental thing. But um, At any rate, I'm looking forward to seeing it. It looks pretty cool. It's one of those movies that I, I have to see in the theater. Awful. I feel we'll see. it's going to be awesome or just not not do anything at all. Yeah. You know, it, it's such a cool concept that this could be one of those movies that you really have to see in the theater. I have to admit, I'm kind of intrigued by it too. I'm, I'm. It's not my cup of tea that type of movie, but the way it's shot, it really is interesting to me. I mean, from like a home video type of standpoint, be, well, because it's sort of a point of view sort of thing. You, I mean, that's that's the way you would see it. It's if you the were Blair there. Witch syndrome. It's, it's trying to grab that again, and yeah. sometimes that works. It looks like a summer movie. I'm kind of surprised it's coming out in January. I guess because it's sort of conceptual. It's not your because I'm getting from looking at this trailer that a lot of the destruction and action that you're seeing in this the the commercials, it represents most of what you're actually going to see in the movie. That may be true. Because if you're running from something that's wrecking the city, you're not getting the first-hand shots of it. You're getting the shots running the other way. and that's. But that could be cool, the mood that they're trying – that will be the Blair Witch kind of thing, That just trying to strike that mood of, of you know running and fear and – not knowing what's going on, that could be very exciting. I'm kind of afraid that I got from the first trailers that they didn't want to give too much of the story away, and I feel like they're they they're sort of doing it now because they feel like they have to tell you something. Yeah, sort of like that. I am Legend. You know, they're trying to make it look like a subtle movie, and then by the end, it's just a million computer-generated zombies trying to kill Will Smith. Did you see that one? No, I didn't look very good, and I and from what I heard, it wasn't that good. Well, and plus, I was seeing the HBO behind the scene or whatever, the, the first look, and the scenes where these things do come at him look so fake. You know, what a neat idea, this Omega Man kind of thing where he's alone, but then the whole world is made up of monsters, you know. That could be very scary, but what I see is just a bunch of running around with all these things chasing him just like an iRobot. And I, that's, that's another thing that makes it frustrating. I like to see him in movies, but it seems like the writing is never quite there. We'll see how the writing is for the uh, the new Knight Rider. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just sent you another link to, to confirm with you 
from Popular Mechanics, a very reputable source. Well, then what is what is this other poster then? What is this? What is going on? Yeah, is there a fake kit out there? I, I think what it may be is it sounds to me like maybe Glenn Larson was trying to launch a movie. No, some of the things I did see kept saying 2010 was going to be a movie being released. And then I think that went away when this pilot came around. But that would be weird that they had a car and everything lined up. Surely they wouldn't they'd have a car built. I mean, they would have used that car for the for the TV show. This is something maybe you guys out there can clear us up on. Give us some uh, feedback at TV8 My Dinner. Let us know if you if you have the skinny on what the Knight Rider car is going to be. Yeah, because there have been many faces of Knight Rider. Obviously, the 1982 Knight Rider series with Hasselhoff, which is the only one I know. Which is the only the only real one. But in 1991, they revamped Knight Rider when they came up with Knight Rider 2000. And that time, what kind of car was it? That it was a big red car. I think it was a. Uh... Well, it was first of all, he saved Kit because they were going to decommission Kit, and he incorporated Kit into like a '57 Chevy or something. Yeah, apparently in Knight Rider 2000, he comes back to whatever the foundation, whatever it's called, for justice and the American way, happiness. <laughs> Whatever they called it. <laughs> I can't ever remember it. Like, MacGyver at the Phoenix Foundation, that you can remember, but they, they wasn't even an anagram. It was like the, the foundation of justice and truth, truthful. Wasn't that the Knight Foundation? Yeah, but it had a name. Like, But yeah, whatever. But he comes back and there's hard times and somehow he saves Kit, who's being decommissioned, and incorporates him into like a 57 Chevy that he owns. And he's driving around with Kit, the, the, the computer in his 57 Like wired Chevy, to the dashboard. Which, <laughs> yeah, bands, like, yeah with duct on. tape, <laughs> the fuzzy dice and all. And something happens where the, the evil element rears its ugly head and he crashes the 57 Chevy like into the ocean. That sucks. And then they save Kit and some, you know, you know how things go. Who hasn't seen that scenario played out? So then they save Kit and incorporate him into the prototype of the new Knight Rider car that the Foundation is building. And that's he's eventually going to be hooked up with this girl who was like, I don't know, in Desert Storm or something. Then they use part of her DNA or she's going to die and they use part of the the same chips that they created the Kit cars with to to save her brain so that she's actually connected to the car somehow and and that's the way the show is that's what was going to be the launching point of the new Knight Rider show at that time was her and this red car with the same kit voice oh so she communicates with the car through the chip in her head I don't remember I may be telling it all wrong my (laughs) recollection of it is that that she has a chip in her head that connects her to the car wasn't there one where they they sent this robot back from the future to kill Michael Knight because his son leads the revolution against the Terminators. <laughs> Wasn't that one of them? Yeah. yeah. The Terminicate. No. What's funny is every couple of years they would try to thrust Knight Rider further into the future. And then they did, like in 1994, Universal did this thing called the Action Pack. And the action pack was where they just gathered up a bunch of stuff and made – it was a show of movies. Like every week there would be a new action pack movie, and each movie was part of a series of movies, so they'd rotate. Like every four weeks, like Hercules, The Legendary Journeys was started out on the action pack. Vanishing Sun was one of them. They actually did a Smoking the Bandit redo called Bandit 
Oh, really? Which was like a modern day bandit <laughs> kind of deal. I did not know that. And they did, and they did one that only had one movie because it was so bad, called Knight Rider 2010. And in Knight Rider 2010, it didn't have Michael Knight. It didn't. It didn't seem to follow the Knight Rider story. It didn't seem to really follow any kind of coherent narrative at all. But apparently in 2010, the whole world's gone Mad Max. And the name of the guy in that is Jake McQueen. <laughs> and he somehow builds a supercar that, you know, I don't know. It has, uh, I think it has like the spirit of a young girl in it or something or maybe holograms. I can't remember. An ancient shaman. It was awful. All I remember in it was that Brian James was the bad guy. Brian James, who's probably the ultimate Johnny drama. <laughs> it was terrible, and it had absolutely nothing. The only thing that even made it kind of Knight Rider was that it had a car that was souped up. But I don't believe the car talked. It didn't. I don't believe the story was in any way. It, it was like one of those things, you know, and they don't do this as much anymore because now they kind of try to play to the spirit of the original when they do a remake. But this was back in a time where everyone thought making a remake of something was you had to make it really hardcore and gritty and stupid. Yeah. And that's what this was like. Let's take the Knight Rider concept and kick it up a notch. And that was where Knight Rider 2010 came Knight from. Knight Rider Extreme. Yeah, Knight Rider to the extreme. They even had an extreme Ghostbusters for a while. Knight Rider X. Yeah. Well, that was, I guess, what the, in the, when they did Team Night Raider, I guess that's what they were trying to do. Now, I I had heard of this, but I didn't realize it was real until we started talking about this. And, and somebody, like, brought up the fact that there was a show called Team Night Rider. Ten years ago, all it took was one man and one car to get the job done. Now, the Foundation for Law and Government has assembled five highly skilled operatives and paired them with the most advanced state-of-the-art vehicles to take on a new breed of outlaw. They are Team Knight Rider. And we were talking about this a couple of weeks ago and ended up looking it up on the internet finding a bunch of stuff about it. And this show existed. And I don't have any recollection of this being a real show, but apparently it was on for like a whole season. And it was like 1997, they, they basically, this actually follows the story of Knight Rider, although it doesn't have any of the original characters in it. And it's a team of people with, with supercars that talk, apparently. So it's a whole bunch of Knight Rider cars. Yeah, it's a team Knight Rider. So they've got girls driving girl cars, and they got a guy, a big black guy that drives <laughs> a big truck, and they got, got one guy who's got like a Street Hawk-esque motorcycle. Well, man, that sounds and pretty perhaps awesome. the motorcycle, two motorcycles that actually come together to form something else. I can't. I don't know. I haven't seen the show. Now, who was it that was telling me? This may have been my cousin, but somebody was telling me. Was this you, Greg? That in the final episode of Team Knight Rider, apparently, there was going to be like a David Hasselhoff appearance. There's a, like in the final episode, supposedly they show their build up to where you see the back of Michael Knight's head. I think head, it was like me that gonna, told you that like, while we were doing our extensive research for the show. Yeah, we were researching uh, it, but they didn't even, but he, but they never came back. So he actually never really appeared in it. <laughs> so you just see the range. Yeah. How, how do you have a, almost <laughs> a Hasselhoff cameo? Like, that's just geez. a Hass or a Hoff. Yeah, that's, that's a Haffle. Half a Hoff. <laughs> Don't hassle the Hoff, man. Not that anybody cares, but I actually have specs on the old kit car and the new kit car here. 
Specs. Specs. Yes. Nerd alert. Nerd alert. Yeah, because yeah, they're not real cars. <laughs> well, they are real cars, but they're not real they... what they say they are. But They don't talk. This is from Popular Mechanics magazine, man. Popular Mechanics had Johnny Five on the cover, didn't they? Probably. <laughs> I'm pretty sure this is true. <laughs> I'm starting to question their integrity on this. But apparently, the old car Just... is faster than the new car. So they actually have the fantasy specs yes, they do. like the old car would go to zero to 60 and so <laughs> yeah. the old car so, uh, now why is the old car faster than the new car how does that make sense because it was the 80s probably but 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 apparently the old car would go from zero to 60 in 0.2 seconds 0.2 seconds <laughs> what is it a bullet <laughs> jesus that's a, that sounds dangerous shot it out of a cannon that's like a <laughs> neck breaking speed they had those because it had those uh, fins on the side. Remember when he'd go into... There was a mode. What was the mode that it wasn't... My cousin used to call it gratuitous graphics mode. <laughs> yeah, that's as good a name as any. But he was just like, these fins would come out of the side. That was later in the series. You know, when yeah, they had, they had how to, would those make it faster? I guess it would make it stick to the ground. You know, give it a little bit more downforce and therefore... You yeah, know, Sean. I guess like a, like a spoiler. Yeah. When we hit Mach 1, this baby really kicks in. So the old car is faster, but does the new one get better mileage? No. Nope. I'm guessing it. No? No. Well, how Apparently, does it slower and gets worse mileage? I'm, I'm starting to think the new car is a piece of crap. <laughs> well, it is yeah. a Ford. Oh. But, um, we'll see if we get some emails now. <laughs> yeah, really. Well, uh, according to Popular Mechanics, the fuel economy is not testable for the new one. They don't have any info. It's not know, testable. Data on that. Yes. But the fuel economy for the old one was classified, but it was thought to be 200 miles per gallon. Oh, what? <laughs> Yikes. Had a braking distance from 70 to zero, 14 feet. Man, see, yet again, that would kill you. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> well, no, it's, it's worse for the new one, from 300 to zero and 12 feet. Yeah, bringing up the question once again, is the driver necessary? <laughs> sounds like an un, It sounds like a completely unnecessary risk to put a person behind the wheel of that car. Sounds like it's an undrivable car. It's a death trap. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Why would you want it? Car can drive itself, plus it's got all kinds of attitude and sass. And it could kill you in two seconds. Does it have any weapon systems? Oh, yes, it does. Well, not we- more like defensive weapons, apparently. Well, of course. Yeah, because, you know, <laughs> like a taser, <laughs> like a pepper spray cannon. Yeah. Is it a girl car? <laughs> it has Jeez. has cruise control. Well, has, I uh, would hope so. If it's gonna, I bet it costs like a trillion dollars, right? Has, yeah, uh, it's living mind, doesn't it? I mean, you only need cruise control. You just say, "Kid, take me to Las Vegas. I'm gonna take a nap." Yeah, for real. Do you need anti-lock brakes when the car is a, a, a sentient being? <laughs> well, apparently, <laughs> really? it's got some serious Jeez. anti-lock brakes if it can go from 300 to zero in 12 feet. The 12 feet. That's what it says. <laughs> I think they're just making stuff up. You really get a feeling they're sitting around. 300 zero in uh yeah, really. Ah, hell. 12 feet. Screw Who it. Who cares? That sounds Actually, about right. you know what? I do have to say, I think the old car is cooler because on, on the list here, it, I've been, it's, it's got all, it's got a list of all kinds of things like uh, uh, DNA analysis equipment, a mass spectrometer. What is a mass uh, spectrometer? It sounds like something I've heard in shows, but I don't know what that is. Well, it's some kind of scientific instrument. My yeah. Is that like x-ray specs? <laughs> you sound like you don't know any more than I do. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I like, I don't know, but it's pretty technical. 
It does have radar, sonar, x-ray, autopilot, uh, infrared tracking scope. Cappuccino uh, machine. Rocket boosters. Uh, <laughs> boost. Yeah, you, popular mechanics is losing a lot of credibility in this. Like that doesn't sound. That sounds like the Jetsons. One thing that the new car doesn't have actually three capacitor. three things that the new car doesn't have that the old car does have. Are, AM FM <laughs> cassette deck eight track player probably. But uh, disco ball a grappling hook. Oil jets and a flamethrower. Interesting. This is what the old car has. Apparently, yeah. the oil new, jets the, and a flamethrower are a pretty bad combination. Well, it's an Think awesome it. combination. Depending well, on no, how you it just proves to me that the new car, the old car, was badass compared to the new car. Yeah, it was all spy hunter. Yeah, but the new car has all this like scientific equipment stuff in it, but nothing. Now, what good is that? Are they going to go like we're getting shot at, Kit? Use your mass spectrometer. <laughs> well, it does have a cloaking device. A cloaking device? Yeah, I think it's like that James Bond cloaking device. You remember from that movie? Well, why would you need to hide from anything if you can go like 7 million miles a second? Yeah. And that's an official spec. 7 million miles a second. Does oh. it travel through time? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I don't travel through time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're that, being stupid. That's just ridiculous, man. Think about, think before you talk. <laughs> yeah, you're embarrassing us all. You know, it'd be awesome instead of a cloaking device if it could just like transform into like a hot dog stand. That would be <laughs> so much awesomer. Where he's like going to hot dog mode, kit, and, like, and then he has to put on a paper hat. Like like the Scooby Doo or whatever, and he has to pretend to like do the people's hair or whatever. What do they call it in Doctor Who, where the the TARDIS is bigger on the inside than it is on the outside? They should do that. It's dimensionally transcendental. What now? It's dimensionally transcendental. Nerd alert! Nerd alert! Nerd alert! Yeah, I know, I know. I saw that one coming, but you know. Is that for real? The, the, yeah, that's what it's called. The tragedy of the nerdler is that once someone has asked, it's sort of like you ever watch R- Roger Rabbit where if they want to find him, they just do the shave and a haircut and wait for him to come in. <laughs> do you remember that? Where he just goes, he just because he knows no tune can resist coming in. That was probably another nerd alert right there. <laughs> Yikes! But anyway, spewing the, nerd alerts. The point was that that's how you've. You can't you could you can't say that without showing out the nerd because they can't not say when you're like what's Captain Kirk's middle name you're like ah Tiberius Doctor <laughs> it doesn't matter if there's a girl there or not. just oh we're gonna break the klaxon if we don't quit <laughs> I might just make we might just have to make a longer one for this whole moment yeah just run it over for about five minutes. But yeah, that would be cool if you like got inside kit and it was the size of a football stadium in there, control rooms and missile bays and stuff. That would be awesome. Yeah, let's just abandon all concept of reality. Well, I mean, apparently we already have. But they're just coming up with specs like that. It's got got rocket boosters. <laughs> well, how else do you explain its speed? It's got to have <laughs> rocket boosters. Can it fly? Can it go underwater? These are the things that I want to know. Probably. I know. I like that. Probably. <laughs> How are we going to test that? we got an $8 million car. Can it go underwater? Let's see. Oops. Actually, uh, the, the car is $45.6 million as tested. Oh, well, natural. As tested. Yeah. Without, as tested. You know, I love like popular mechanics and car and driver. They always do as tested. Because what that means is 
you know, without the without the deluxe package. The car we tested didn't have the uh, FM, didn't have the satellite radio. So it's actually forty eight million <laughs> yes. and two hundred dollars if you add that. But it did have the ejector seat. Using well, undiscovered evidence. That's my favorite on the Amazon move. Women on the moon. Yeah. Using undiscovered evidence. We've put together this dramatization. Why would you need an ejector seat? You know how mad I'd be if if I built you a car that cost $50 million and you ejected from it? Be like, you'd better go down with that car, sir. Don't come back without it and say, I had to eject. Did you? Yeah. Did you really? Don't think nothing's worth a single human life. This car is worth at least one single human life. I mean, why would you want to eject? Because, you know, the old Knight Rider car, I mean, was pretty much indestructible. Yeah, what could possibly be more dangerous than uh, the, that you would want to eject into? <laughs> the, Goliath. Than ejecting from a car that's going 7,000 miles an hour. Good Lord. Talk about a worst case scenario. It's like, hey, how about we have a button that shoots me straight in the sun just in case we have a they problem? They need to do an episode of, of Knight Rider where Knight Rider the car, which I guess we're just going to call it Kit, even though Kit's not the car, right? But, but let's just call it Kit. Where a kit takes on Bigfoot, the big monster truck, mm. that would be cool. Some super genius needs to put a well, brain that, into Bigfoot. Well, that was an episode. That's what I'm talking about. Goliath, where the 18 wheeler they had the 18 wheeler that had the same kind of skin yeah. as, as Goliath was driven by. Wasn't it driven by Garth Knight? Yeah. Oh, so there is a a big truck that's smart. I didn't know that. Well, it wasn't smart. I don't was remember it if it talked, but it was like it was as indestructible as Kit was, and it was an 18 wheeler. That's awesome. There was an evil twin car. There, there, there was, Ooh, that's there, cool too. Oh, car, car was the evil. Yeah, there twin was an evil car, and it was called car. Yeah, there, there was an evil twin yeah. Michael Knight, and then there was an evil not twin a very car. Creative evil it twin. Was, here we go. Well, car's name. He was the Knight Automated Roving Robot. I, think. <laughs> I can't remember. Car. Oh Lord. <laughs> if I'm remembering right, maybe I just made that up, but I'm pretty sure that's real. Michael, that car. Twin. It almost killed me. I am the Knight Automated Roving Robot. How may I serve you? It's very dangerous for you and for Kit. And he was like, he looked just like Kit. And he was evil. Man, I wish I had watched this show more often now. I'm starting to feel I've missed on some good stuff. That's where the, that's where the bar is set, man. If they're going to bring Knight Rider back, you got to bring back this kind of gold. I'd, I'd watch this. This sounds fun. Yeah, I hope it will be fun. Well, I, that's what I'm hoping, like, you know, don't bring it back. Like, at least Team Knight Rider, I didn't watch it, but from what I saw, it was really trying to be cheesy. But that's what I want to see. If you're going to bring back Knight Rider, I don't want to see this. You know, I like the Bionic Woman and all that, but I don't want to see all this, like, melodramatic nonsense. Let's just, you know, it's a guy with a big car, big hair. <laughs> Who's going to play Michael Knight? I haven't heard anything about this yet. Well, now, what I'm hearing is that Michael Knight will actually be Hasselhoff, and he'll sort of hand it off, like, He'll have a minimum role where he sort of does, like, pass the torch. Well, who's he passed the torch to? I don't know. Jake McQueen, I guess. Is it going to be LaBeouf? <laughs> no, only because they probably can't afford LaBeouf. Say, I've already done the smart car thing. Yeah. Can your car turn into a robot? It's like, well, then this meeting's over. I wish I had watched it more. Was there a cartoon? I don't think it had a cartoon. Because everything else in the 80s had a cartoon. Mr. T had like five cartoons. <laughs> Mr. T. Man, I bought some of his uh, cartoons, bootleg, <laughs> or uh, I don't know, import, whatever. The Knight Automated yeah, and, Roving uh, import, Robot. Imported. That was car. <laughs> That's what I said. <laughs> the Knight Automated Roving Robot. 
How do I remember crap car. like that? Car. <laughs> I like how it actually spells car. <laughs> well, the kit is Night Industries 2000. So they well, had to come it's up. It's purely coincidental that it spells car. They didn't make that up just so that it would spell car, of course. Car. They were going to call it the automated roving robot regardless. Because, <laughs> you know, that just makes perfect sense. Man, I miss the eighties TV shows really bad sometimes. Super pursuit like, mode. That was the mode that uh, uh we were talking about where all the wings came out and stuff. Yeah. Where the yeah, fins yeah. come out. Just oh, so it's not ex- excessive graphics or whatever. <laughs> and a racing stripe just shows up on the side. It's going to Pepsi promotion mode. Just like big Pepsi bottle shows up on the side. The old spice <laughs> mode. It turns red with a big logo. Awesome. In Mexico, in Mexico, Knight Rider was known instead as El Auto Incredible. <laughs> the incredible car. In Lithuania, the show was translated as Ratutas Riteris, meaning Knight on Wheels. What Are you reading Wikipedia or something? Yes. <laughs> How many nerd alerts can we have in oh, one show? Oh, Lord. Just... Let's just make this a bed under the whole show. Just whoop. But like I was saying, I hope it's not too serious because what was that song you used to have from that little band and they did the Night Rider song? They were called Do you remember the that? Trench Coat Club, I think, or the Trench the Coats trench coat or something. But it was like apparently they were just making it up with a guy on the bass just going boom, 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 and the other guy would just come in and say something like Kit, Supercar, $8 billion. Is it all fighting the commies? Hell no. We're helping farmers whose horses have been poisoned. <laughs> Which is true. It was pretty it was pretty funny. I don't know. I would love to find that, but it was like, I don't know what happened to the CD. And... Oh, man, I thought you had it still. No, I wish I did. Well, I'm all about this. This is cool. Maybe they'll start bringing back other 80s vehicles like Airwolf, Street Hawk. Airwolf would be a harder sell because it's not like there's a new cooler helicopter you can make out an Airwolf out of that people would know about. You know? And Airwolf didn't talk. It was just cool looking. I had a harder time with Airwolf. I liked it as a kid, but, you know, I liked a lot of crap as a kid, so it doesn't mean a whole lot. That's true. I mean, I'm kind of <laughs> interested to see how this is going to work because, I mean, well, yeah, with a car, I mean, you can kind of get away with it because you can put all this high-tech stuff in the car. Most cars these days are pretty much the same as they were. Back then, except for various little electronic gadgets, but but they do talk now. Cars do. Yeah, you got Tom Tom and all that stuff yeah, talking but, to you while you drive. Well, that's true, but my but they don't talk back. When they, in the eighties, I had a New Yorker, and then it talked. <laughs> all they ever said was, "You please fasten your seatbelt." If you had seen a Tom Tom or something back then, though, it'd have blown your mind. It's like turn left here. You want to go to where? Okay, turn right here. You'd be like, then it's, like it, it's like Knight Rider. It blows my mind now, and it's more like <laughs> it's the devil. That's what yeah. I see when people have that They're tracking us. <laughs> you missed your turn because that's what's happening. It's true. You got a GPS. You know they. You know they, we act like they're not going to be able to track us because we're so smart, and then we pay hundreds and thousands of dollars for things with you GPSs in them. We can't wait to jack in. It's like, oh, well, of course, this could never lead to anything evil. And the robots take over. They're going to be watching all of us. They're going to know where we're going. They're going to be telling us where to go. Take the next lift. And it drives us right into the gas chambers. (laughs) (laughs) Just right off, right into a lake. Just take your next lift. Right off a cliff. But the Tom Tom said this was an interstate. 
<laughs> Forget Terminator. That's why I never like movies like that really anyway, because when the robots take over, they're not going to be walking around with laser rifles. They're just going to they're just going to lock up the house and suck up the oxygen because by then all the houses will be uh, computer operated. It's not going to tell you to take the next left. It'll just take over the car. You, sir, are a paranoid dude. Man, I, you know, it seems like a joke, but I fully believe that robots will take over the Earth. I do. <laughs> it's just a matter of time. It is. It is. It only <laughs> seems like a joke. You'll be the guy left standing on the mountain when we're all piled up in heaps underneath you. Exactly. And you can While I'm sitting say, here in so. my wireless network talking on <laughs> Skype to you guys, I'm no more prepared than anyone. That's right. They're looking at us right now. It's like you're you're wirelessly connected to the internet, Sean. You're <laughs> saying it out loud. The robots know. They know now. Now they know you're prepared. <laughs> exactly. Who do you think they're coming for first? Yeah, exactly. It would be interesting to see what happens if, if the robots take over. Maybe there will be no more wars. Wars? Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? It'll be nothing but wars. <laughs> yeah. Robots versus monkeys, man. They're natural enemies. It's like you don't know anything about robots. Jeez. Yeah, it's like you've never even talked to a robot, almost. <laughs> like, yeah. Jeez, Brooks. It's embarrassing. I really do think we'll have a robot episode at some point. Because I, I think I'm right on this, and I think the world needs to know. Well, you're not the only one that thinks this. There's a lot of, there's, you know, it's, it's, it's a popular concept. <laughs> there's a lot of crazy people. Yeah, there's it's a lot of nut jobs out there talking this talk. They've got me freaking out. I'm sitting in a room with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten robots in it. Yikes. <laughs> At least those are toy robots. Are they? Actually- are they? Well, yeah. <laughs> there are real robots. <laughs> I like to call them foot soldiers. <laughs> or as they like to say, pawns. <laughs> They're the advanced team. Yeah, they're the, they're recon. The real robots live on the internet. Did we talk about that show Odyssey Five? I think we did at one point. The one where they the astronauts see the Earth explode and go back in time to stop it. Hmm, I don't think so. Do you guys listen to the show at all? No. I know I'm, we talked. I'm pretty about sure. <laughs> I don't remember that at all. <laughs> Odyssey Five. This I I'll recap it since if we do have listeners, they probably. Let's assume that they don't pay any more attention than you guys do. Long gone by now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, since we're down to having just a private conversation now. (laughs) This this show was Peter Weller was like the head of like a a space shuttle mission. And they're orbiting the Earth. And while they're orbiting the Earth, the Earth explodes. Yikes. (laughs) And they get caught in the shockwave. And just when they're, I'm sure I've told you guys about this. But anyway. The ship, the, the ship is about to get broken apart by the shockwave when the shuttle is taken in on board an alien spaceship. Whoa. And the alien tells them that the Earth has been destroyed by some some alien race that goes around destroying planets for no reason. <laughs> and they do it years in advance. Like, they, they get in years in advance. And well, you got to get a permit to do that or something? <laughs> Yeah, yes, like in Hitchhiker's Guide. It's like, your planet's been scheduled for demolition for months. The fact that you don't take an interest in intergalactic yeah. affairs is not our problem. Yeah. But uh, but so they, he sends them, the five of them, back in time, five years. And they have five years to figure out what's going on before, you know, the aliens blow up the Earth. And... One of the things, I think there are only about six episodes of the show anyway, 
but one of the episodes was where they discover there's some kind of virtual reality, like some kind of virus Trojan worm entity that lives in the internet, like, like a living sentient computer virus. Well, that's cool. And that's one of the things. Yeah. Cause that's one of the things that, I mean, you know, that's sci-fi kind of stuff, but that's one of the things that I think will happen. It's like, it won't be robots like, like, like Terminator, like, metal skeleton thing free walking free for yeah it'll it'll be be something like the stuff we're already doing where some idiot creates a virus just for fun and it goes around replicating itself learning how to get smarter learning how to destroy things learning how to protect itself i mean it's only a matter of time till that kind of code starts merging with something a little bit more more sinister and it seems like there are people out there that they can't wait to see that happen. Like, that's going to be awesome. I think you're one of those guys. Oh, you're doomsaying talk. I'm keeping it real. You bought stock in robot companies, don't you? <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm not truth. down with the bot. I'm I'm the one telling everybody how it's going to happen. You're going to make a windfall out of this. You probably already have the book rights. The I told you so book. book like, right. you're, you're, there you're, won't be books in the robot regime. It's all digital, man. I don't think he's going to publish a book. I think he's just going to lead the robot people. You know, they'll have they'll have one human left. You know that they can that they can worship. Yeah, you're going to be their their little informant yeah. pet guy, or you're going to be the dude like in Battlestar Galactica, the old one, the human guy that was working with the Cylons. That's you. See, that's what I'm trying to avoid. <laughs> I'm on to you, Gilbert. It's like the Cassandra <laughs> syndrome. It's like you're not listening. I'm cursed with this knowledge. No one will believe me. Yeah, I don't want to know this. Please erase the truth from my mind. Take me back to the ignorance that Brooks and Greg wallow in. (laughs) If only, if only I lived your simple, beautiful lives. I'm sorry. I like just patting people on the head and pretending they're sweet (laughs) when they say dumb things. (laughs) Oh, That is so cute. Oh, to be possessed of your simple mind. Grown men. Just, oh, (laughs) what I wouldn't give to live in your world. What in the world? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm I'm watching TV and I just, somebody was playing video of the Pope, Pope John Paul, the one that died. He's rolling up in a Ferrari. (laughs) So strange. That is weird. Man, why didn't they make night? Why would you make Knight Rider a Mustang? I like Mustangs. Don't get me wrong. I think the new ones are cool. But if you're going to spend $60 million on a car, a Mustang, you couldn't come up with some kind of new concept. You know, it's like, well, we didn't we didn't have the money to build a car from scratch. We had to take a stock <laughs> car and kind of work on it. I guess they're trying to make it sort of blend in when he's yeah, driving exactly. it around. Yeah, you want one that's going to kind of look like a normal Yeah, but car. it's got, I've seen the pictures that he sent me here. It's got big uh, fins on it, big, I guess it's supposed to just look like a hot rod, I guess. I think that's an attack mode. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> we wanted to turn it into like a scorpion thing, like in Transformers. <laughs> Doesn't look like it has a lot of backseat room. I'll say that for it. A big drawback of Kit is that if he goes into a situation where a building is collapsing or something, he can only take out one person at a time. I thought you were going to say what I was thinking was that, you know, sure, he can score chicks, but I mean, where is he going to put them? That's what <laughs> yeah, I was well, thinking. That's, true. That's, that's the real dilemma of a car that's hot. You can't exactly make out in the back seat of this thing. You're not getting any action at all. And plus the car talks. It's like if she sits on his gear shift, he's either going to take umbrage or start to like it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's kind of creepy to think that he's watching you the whole time. He's completely aware of what you're doing in there. Are you picking your nose, Michael? 
Maybe that's why they're getting Shia LaBeouf, you know. Shia got a little bit of car action at the end of Transformers, you know. They were getting it on. I know. On, on the hood of the robot. They polished that hood. That's kind of gross, man. If I were a robot, I wouldn't want, like, like I have dogs, you know. I wouldn't want my dogs doing something like that on me, just laying on my back and making out, you know. That's weird. You're like, get off me. What are you doing? That is a, that's a horrible. But apparently robots, that they get off on that. That's a horrible image. That was awful. Well, robots, this, this, this lends support to Sean's theory that robots are kind of twisted. I know that, that they either they let that stuff slide because they've got bigger plans of food or they kind of like it. Either way, it's just weird. Yeah, not to be trusted any which way you look at I it. I know. That's why they have those creepy roving eyes. Just a boom, 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 boom. <laughs> well, they're, they're roving robots. They're roving they? robots with lazy eyes. <laughs> All right. Do we have a Johnny drama? I do. Or a uh, movie from the vault? Because we haven't done either one in a while. I have a Johnny drama. Johnny drama, Eddie Birds. Congratulations, Johnny. Drama, There is the man. There is the legend. But only one who walks a certain career path has earned the right to become known as a real life Johnny drama. Thank you, God. Victory! I think this month's Johnny Drama, in fact, the first first Johnny Drama of 2008, is David Patrick Kelly. Yeah, another guy with three names. As as many, yeah, Johnny Dramas are sort of like presidential assassins that way. They yeah. tend to come with three names. But then I guess because Johnny Dramas are often guys who play creepy villains, and villains have three names. Maybe. Or maybe David kicks. Kelly by itself just doesn't stand out. Or, or there's already well, a David Kelly, probably. I'm sure there was a David Kelly in the Actors Guild. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it's not as sinister. They're like, you're going to play nothing but villains. You have to have three names. Those there's are a, Acting Guild rules. There's a David E. Kelly, you know, the producer. That is true. Although I believe David Patrick Kelly predates him. He's well, been around forever. Tell me he about back. this guy. He's been, well, well, who is he? Well, he's been, he's been killed by most of the greats. Of course, you know, Schwarzenegger killed him. In the best way, in Commando. He was Sully. Oh, he's Sully. Okay. All right. Yeah. Cool. So you've seen him all over the place. Bruce Willis took him down in Last Man Standing. Brandon Lee got him in The Crow. Even Dennis Quaid got a piece of him in Dreamscape. This guy. (laughs) A lot of A-listers from A to C-listers have really taken a piece out of David Patrick, Patrick Kelly. It's cool that he's been killed by the best. Um, I know he's my favorite sinister creepy. He's been in stuff. He's the Warriors. Remember, Warriors come out and play. Yeah. That's him. <laughs> he even got beat up by Andrew Dice Clay and Ford Fairlane. Oh wow! So he's been around, and he dies better than the average bad guy. It's like he plays these roles where you're always looking for him to get his, but by the time it happens, you kind of feel bad about it. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, it's weird. I I really think he's a real actor who sort of got just injected in the B-movie scene. Because he has, like, like, his death scene in The Crow is, like, Oscar-worthy of a B-movie villain. Has he done a lot of TV work like the other Johnny dramas? Yeah, you'll find. If you look back, uh, if you can IMDB him, you'll see him in stuff like Spencer for Hire and old yeah, shows like that. Did he get killed by him, like too? He's been her- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Please tell me you didn't get killed by Robert Urich. <laughs> Spencer Fire got picked up on the Lifetime channel. <laughs> Robert Parker was just like, no, it's gritty. It's like, but he's so. Hey, don't cute. mess with Spencer. Spencer Fire. And then a man called Hawk. 
Yeah. Did he kill him too? Man, Cold Hog is awesome. <laughs> but yeah, that guy's been around, and you'll see, like a lot of Johnny Dramas, you'll see him in a lot of stuff, like, and never know his name. We grace the Johnny Dramas and try to and try to at least honor them by letting people know what the names of these guys are that you've seen in every movie. But I've seen him get killed eight times and didn't know his name till I looked it up to to say so here. Well, you know, it's like we say, man. There is no shame in being a Johnny Drama because that's a guy that has had a lot more work in Hollywood than ninety nine percent of us ever will. And not just that, but he's done well. Just because of the kind of roles that he got doesn't doesn't reflect on his talent. Like I said, he's he's elevated that kind of role. Yeah, I I get excited when I see him in a movie. I'm like I, I like I'm happy because you know you got a quality villain. And that guy's got some charisma. It's hard to be sleazy and and still likable or watchable. And likable, you know? yeah. He's like a little he's like a little scrunch down De Niro. So yay for him. Good job. All right. We we honor you, sir. Congratulations, David Patrick Kelly, our Johnny Drama. All right. M- movie from the vault. What we got for that? Movies from the vault. Well, maybe in the uh, killer car theme, maybe we should uh, talk about The Wraith as a movie from the I'm vault. glad you brought that up. The Wraith is a great movie from the vault. All right. I'm not familiar with that at all. Oh, man. Well, you got to you take it. You mm-hmm. take it, Greg. Well, okay, I'm, I'm, I actually don't remember it really well. I watched a little bit of it the other night. Uh, but uh, uh, Charlie Sheen yeah, is in Yeah, Charlie it. Sheen, and uh, he uh, plays a uh, a guy who ends up getting killed by a biker gang, as I recall. Happens all and, the time. Uh, We're just, uh, yeah, no, no good nicks. No good nicks. Yep, no, just, yeah, just general ne'er-do-wells, you know. You come, yeah, and, you come from that kind of town. You know the kind of no good nicks that can just show up and start wrecking the Yeah, you know, they start hassling people. People making out, you know, on, on Inspiration Point or whatever. All the gang shows up, starts <laughs> hassling people. You know, well, they take it one step too far with Charlie Sheen. He ends up getting killed. So he comes back from the grave. As they always do. And is it a super? Is it a supercar? He has. Yeah, he comes, he comes back with a supercar. Start. He comes back and exacts his revenge, driving around in a supercar. Yeah, and challenges all these people to races and stuff, where they all end up getting killed. And, uh, and this is just, a movie. Yeah, I've never yeah. heard of this. Was it's it in the theaters? The race. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is like an '80s movie, man. I've not heard of this at all. I'm, I'm out of touch. So, well, it's, you know, like, it's, like he comes back and like from the, the vault. The, the rest, the most of the movies wearing a helmet. Nobody knows who he is. Yeah, until toward the end. Do and they then, recognize uh, him? I guess. Do they go? You're that guy we killed on the mountain. No, because you he's, can't be oh. you. This is the really real world. That's another David Patrick Kelly moment. There ain't <laughs> no coming back. <laughs> this is the really real world. There ain't no coming back. Awesome. But, but yeah, the wraith. I. Uh, like I said, I, I need to watch it again because when I was watching it the other night, I was talking to you, Sean. And uh, but uh, I remember watching it back in the eighties. It's a pretty good movie. I enjoyed it. What I like about it is it, the classic convention of the eighties movie is that when there's a gang in the town, the leader of the gang is the one who has a knife. <laughs> like somehow, <laughs> it's like the town is completely without weapons. This guy pulls a knife, and everyone's like, "Whoa!" It's like I have a knife. Most people have a knife, like, but they, I don't know, because it's a switchblade or whatever. <laughs> but it seems like in the in the modern day, if you were standing somewhere and a guy pulled a knife, like it mattered. Yeah. It would be a, it would be a Crocodile Dundee yeah. moment. It wouldn't be, 
in today's world. Not that it wouldn't be a serious thing, but it doesn't seem like the kind of thing that'd be like, ooh, better leave him alone. He has a knife. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have there's no a way Glock. <laughs> yeah. No way one of us could procure a knife in time to defend ourselves. That's my favorite action movie convention, one of them where all the bad guys, when they see you come into the house, you know, the the big boss's house, they just kung fu fight you for no reason. Even in like a roadhouse that happens, it's not just kung fu movies, it's roadhouse, you know, they oh, get yeah, into the a, house. Because We're fist the fight kung fu thing. <laughs> Whatever, you know. I think it's, in real well, life we, you just get shot, and that'd be the end of the movie. We said we said this. Try this if you're about to die. Anyway, I really do believe that if all else fails, just take a karate pose, because they might go for it. Because everybody sort of secretly wants to have a karate fight. That never happens in real life. Even the people who study karate that, that have that that deep rooted fantasy of this happening, this doesn't happen. So if everything else is going down wrong, just go. Whoa! And do one of those things and just see. You might get yourself out of a fight. Cool. Because well, they, they might they might enjoy having a karate fight more than a group beating. Well, I, you might have a chance. I tell you what, if this works for you, email us. Yeah, let us know your story. Email us and let us know because I would really love to hear that. But don't fib now. Don't write in and say this happened and, and don't mean it because then I'll try it and I'll get killed and then I'll blame you. And don't get yourself killed trying to get into a karate fight. Yeah, actually, so. I think I think actually probably you should do that. Yeah, we're not recommending it. <laughs> I'm just saying if this has happened. I don't want to be lied, like to held liable if, if you end up in a hospital. I'm just but saying. I have a feeling. I'm having a feeling no one's going to write in because people have tried this and they're dead now. Yeah. So we're pretty safe, probably. <laughs> yeah. I have a feeling no one's going to write in their, their story about Because we've known guys. This is true. We've known guys who, who studied the, the quote-unquote way of the warrior. Yeah. <laughs> like guys who studied karate and thought that that gave them some kind of spiritual or mystical connection to the fighting souls of, of our past or whatever. And they were all gooby guys who you knew you could take in a straight fight. Like, without question. Email us. That's what I want to know. Yes. Feedback at TV Ate My Dinner. While you're out on the internet, check out TVAteMyDinner.com. That's where you can find all the past episodes. Also, check out DarkCrazy.com. That's our, our mother site, father site, if you will. It's our umbrella. There's probably some kind of robot advice on there if you search for it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> they got him. They got him. <laughs> they got him. It begins. <laughs> he's the got robots. five in his room, so he's the first to go. <laughs> yeah, really? It starts with the remote. This is why I have a strict no robot <laughs> policy in my house. R2D2 got me in the back. YouTube.com slash TV. Check out some of our videos and stuff. Maybe we'll actually have some. My Rowan, my Roanoke home video's got like 1,200 views. We could have some people watching some of the stuff we made on purpose. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> let us know what you think. Give us an email. Yeah, one way or the other. God, let us know. And uh, we'll see you next week. Have a good week. Be safe. Watch out for robots. They are watching. My name is Brooks. And I'm Greg. I'm Sean. Dog crazy.